for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. What's going on, everybody? Tom Quiet here, live and amplified, and we are back at it again with another Jam Session podcast. I hope you all are really enjoying your time right now. I hope you guys are ready for another kick-ass show. Hopefully, you guys are washing your hands, staying safe. Staying safe, holy cow, I can't believe I messed that up. But, you know, we're out here, we're still creating, we're still doing the podcast, Um, we're kind of at a weird crossroad at the moment because we don't have any more jam session interviews in the bag so we are going to start doing them remotely the uh, sound quality is going to decrease a little bit but I think we've got enough good talent and musicians that uh, we'll be able to work something out and make it the best quality that we can and that'll be starting next week so hopefully y'all are ready for it hopefully y'all are just ready to keep the train rolling. We're going to continue producing great content. And today, we are hitting it back again with Tay and the Jangladas. I actually got that right. I cannot believe it. But, you know, we are going to jump right into it. I have no reason for me to continue speaking. You don't want to hear me speak. You want to hear them play some music. So, no reason to continue to beat around the bush. We will jump right into it, and I hope you guys enjoy this jam session, and I will get back with you after this. Let's go. 
Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified jam session. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. That was Tay and the Jangla Daz. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, what was the song that you just played for us? That song was called Rise of the Sun by Alabama Shakes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and why'd you uh, kind of choose to uh, start with that song? Well, uh, Alabama Shakes is a really awesome band that a lot of people have said that we remind them of and we aspire to Britney a lot um, and I absolutely love that song I played it getting up really early to go to work every morning for about three months there so it's pretty much became an anthem <laughs> and then you guys are joining us from you're technically for, or from Oak or you're based out of Oakland or around Oakland and uh, what brought you here to Waco so I'm originally from Waco okay. and we came to do a South by Southwest tour uh, with my band and then wanted to play back in our hometown. And then, of course, as things happen, we won't talk about the uh, virus the, all that the much. Virus. But, yeah, the virus that has <laughs> become to be known on our podcast here. How long have you uh, been away from Waco and when did you move out to Oakland? And Let's see. In 2015, I moved to Oakland. Um, so, huh. I'm sorry, that's 2011. I always get my, my dates wrong. Oh, that's all good. 2011, so that makes about nine years. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, let's have you introduce yourself so people know who's talking right now. And... Sure thing. Yeah, I'm Taylor, um, and this is Greg Fogg. Hello, how's it going? Yeah. And then, uh, Greg, are you, where are you born and raised from? I am born in Alameda, California. Uh, Bay Area, and I grew up in Concord, a little suburb about 45 minutes from San Francisco, and uh, yeah, now I live in El Cerrito. Um, yeah, and we're happy to be out here in Texas, spending some time in Taylor's home city. Obviously, you still have family that lives here, mm-hmm. and what is, how does it make you feel to be able to come back? Were you playing, first of all, were you playing music when you before you moved to out to California? Uh, yes, I was singing a lot. So I went to Waco High and okay. I was competing and was in a bunch of choirs during that time. So I sang a lot uh, and I grew up learning different instruments, uh, but nothing really stuck until I moved to California and got this, this instrument hmm. here, which led me to start writing music and thus continuing on <laughs> awesome and then mm-hmm. greg what got you into music uh let's see uh, my mom came home from a garage sale one day and she bought this violin this dirty violin that didn't even have all the parts on it and she put it on the wall because uh, she wanted to just have something nice to look at and i came home from school and I looked at it on the wall and I said, what's that? And she's like, that's a violin. And I was like, I want to learn how to play that. So, <laughs> uh, so she's like, okay, we'll get you some violin lessons. So that was about third grade. I did violin lessons for like 10 years and then slowly started uh, uh, playing more inter- instruments and played in all the band and orchestra programs and uh, middle school, elementary school, high school, all that. And then... Yeah, no. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. You know, I'm just full on musician. Playing in a bunch <laughs> of bands and 
and loving it. Nice. Awesome. And then you kind of touched on this a little bit ago that people say you sound a lot like Alabama Shakes, but who are some of your influences for the band? That's pretty, that's a good question. Let's see. So um, another person that we have been told we sound like is Jefferson Airplane. Um, I am influenced by Neutral Milk Hotel um, and uh, Rodriguez and who else? Um, I don't know. Elton John? Um, <laughs> Beatles? Yeah, we both like Fleet Foxes a lot. Mm-hmm. Radiohead. Um, yeah, listen to a lot of being being uh, in California in the Bay. We get a lot of like California psych rock bands, mm-hmm. local bands that w- we listen to. Um, so that kind of influences us, even if we don't really know it, probably. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. What was that that guy? Uh, that guy at the bar the other day. He's like, how, how do you get that sound? And, we're just like, oh, it's just the California, like, psych rock sound, I guess. Yeah, just <laughs> listening to a bunch of different genres and loving all types of music and then living in a centralized psychedelic rock band location. Yeah. And the uh, what's the uh, independent scene kind of like in uh, the Bay Area, so mm-hmm. to speak? What's... So it is, there's a lot of good musicians and a lot of good music. Um Let's see, there's a lot of synth pop, and then there's also a lot of heavier music and psych rock. Um, and let's see, it's really been waning a bit since the prices have been driving up and livability is not as easy. Um, but it's still going strong despite all the challenges. There's still a lot of people playing and venues to play at despite closures and yeah a lot of people will uh record like diy albums at uh, everyone's little small studios and releases them and seems to be working pretty well yep and i'm assuming the uh it boom that's happened out there has had a lot to do with all the all the good things and bad things that are going on out there indeed yeah (laughs) simple yes yes so we're gonna have you play an original for us Mm -hmm. um what song are you thinking you're gonna play so we're gonna play the title track of the album we released last june it is called bloomin okay and Mm -hmm. what's the uh story behind it is Mm -hmm. there so this song i wrote on a trip to seattle and back down up the west coast and i stopped in portland and seattle and the intention of that trip for me was trying to find another place to land um, to potentially live. And I had met my artist idol for an interview and we talked for about six hours and he had said something that was pretty profound that led me to write this song. And the quote he said was, you know, Taylor, although it seems gloomy, somewhere out there, there's a flower blooming. And I was like, whoa. That's it. (laughs) And on the drive home, I just came up with a song. There is a shadow Tripping up my steps The face in the mirror 
reflecting regret. Don't fly high that mountain. Just take it step by step. Rock by rock, or you'll tumble and fall. Remember Oh, but remember Though it feels gloomy There is a flower blooming Woo!
first of all, thank you for playing that song for us. Um, what's kind of your creative process when you sit down to write a song? I usually get an inspiration from somewhere. So I start with somebody who I admire, which contributes to our songs being eccentric. Each and every one of them has a different genre that we stem stem inspiration from. Um, so sometimes it starts with finding someone that I just really get a song stuck in my head that I really enjoy and then find some lyrics that I've written down that might go with it or go along with the feeling of that. And other times I start with just writing out feelings or things that I'm thinking about and then trying to put music to it. So it really varies per song. <laughs> are you the one primarily doing the writing or? So I most of the songs are my words and lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, all of the newer songs, though, I'm having a lot of fun getting the band to help me write. So a lot of the newer songs, we come together and write the songs and music together. And then Greg has helped a lot putting the music to the yeah, to the words that I have. I don't do the words. She, uh, she doesn't like my words. So. That's not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I help with the chords and the arrangements and that type of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so... It, it, we've kind of alluded to this. This is a stripped-down version of your full band. Very much. What's the uh, usual makeup of your full band? So we are all multi-instrumentalists, so we tend to switch on stage and halfway through. And I play the drums and this ukulele and sing. And Greg plays guitar and violin and drums currently. Mm-hmm. We have a keyboardist who also plays guitar, and then Mike is our bassist. He doesn't yeah. switch. Oh, well, he plays mandolin sometimes. Sometimes he plays mandolin, yeah. but. <laughs> and then that... sometimes we have a we have a trumpet player who plays with us, and then. And we're currently yeah. about to add a drummer, so then we can actually do yeah. all the things we we intend on yeah. doing for the at songs. Full, at full power, we have six people. Nice. So. Because yeah, I can't imagine it's easy being the lead singer and drumming at the same time. Well, <laughs> no, it took some practice. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen it where like the backup singer also plays drums. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen it where the lead singer. That, really? That, that's. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's some great drummer singers out there you yeah. should look into. Nice. Um, yeah. It's a fun, fun thing to surprise people with. Yeah. Coming from the back of the back of the stage and just belting out the yeah, you yeah. see all these guys covering me in the back, and it's like, who's that singing? <laughs> that is. That is. Um, so, you guys are just released an album, correct? Last or, June, last so June, June twenty nineteen. Okay, so you're coming up on a year. Um, did you? What's that? What was that process kind of like when you? Uh... So at our at our house in uh, El Cerrito, we have a studio and practice space and we did it all DIY so recorded it ourselves mostly Greg recorded it actually <laughs> um, Greg is a studio master and he recorded our all of us live seven of us playing all at the same time and we stuffed ten songs in one day with taking three takes and then spent about a year and a half after that editing it it's a lot of work yeah yeah yeah, I, we know exactly how hard it is to record uh -huh. a live band. Well, obviously live bands, but then your own band, because my audio engineer that's usually doing a lot of this stuff, 
we went to New Mexico, or I went out to visit them in New Mexico last July. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time that I had heard his new band play. And he's like, hey, let's do a video. Mm-hmm. And so he had to like set up and record his own band. And it was like a five piece with a oh, huge yeah. drum kit. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. like, I mean, that's you. I'm going to let you handle that yeah, one. I'll yeah. handle the video over here. I don't have to touch the audio. I'm good. <laughs> right. That's why I mainly stick with solo duo acoustic stuff because I can manage that. The second you bring in a drum kit, it's like, uh oh, got to get all the microphones. Yep. yep. <laughs> All the angles. Yep, yep. yep. Um, well, this is it. It's beautiful. Nice. We spent... I got to learn a lot about printing things and <laughs> thinking that things might take 15 minutes when they in reality take three hours. Nice. And yeah. uh, that that's 100% DIY? 100%. I tried my best to make it look as official as possible. It's the nice. inside. And there's even an art book inside with the lyrics. Now, is all, all that art people you know or you guys that is me okay yeah i drew all the flowers and put it all together um the art inside is a great artist named matt adams that i hired to make caricatures of us and then in the art booklet is a collection of my art and some friends art so yeah and uh for the actual songs on the album did you write specifically for this album or did you have a bunch of stuff written that you just kind of picked and cherry picked. So I pretty much wrote everything before thinking I would have a band. Okay. In general, for all of the songs on the album, specifically, and then we became a a band. And then for the album, I got kind of artsy with it, and we made some tracks to go in between to try to seem make it seamless and repeat seamlessly. So we got to have fun with it and sew them all together somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we're going to have you play another original. Okay. Um, what, what song are you thinking? Okay, so this one is on that album. It's oh. called And So They Go. Okay. And uh, is, what's the story behind it? What's the vibe? You know? So this, in the Bay Area, there's always friends moving away and leaving. And at one point, I had about three friends at in one month one week I'll move away so this song is about friends leaving Traces. Go forth 
So one of the things that we really like to do on the podcast here is help younger musicians try and give them some advice. So we're going to take this segment and we're going to do that for them. Um, What advice do you have for younger musicians out there that are just starting out? Let's see. That's a, there's a lot. Um, I was always really self-conscious growing up. And I think that a lot of music is despite what anybody says, it's your own and your own creation. It's just like art. So my advice would be to just keep making art and keep making it happen despite what anybody says, because it's in the end what you're doing it for yourself and for the music. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I would say uh, don't be afraid to try anything that you think might sound great at the time and just like go wherever your heart desires. And yeah, you might look back like, 10 years later, all those old YouTube videos of your performances be like, wow, what were we thinking? But it's like part of the journey. Like uh, when I was younger, my brother played the drums and I was doing classical violin and we do a recital every six months. So uh, one time I was like, hey, uh, violin teacher, can I have my brother come play drums to this like Bach piece that I'm playing on violin? And like to her credit, she's like, she probably was like, wow, that sounds like a crazy idea. But she's like, yeah, sure. So we brought a drum set and he played some rock and roll drums and I played some Bach violin and uh, that kind of morphed and got completely out of control to where we had like, I had a acoustic violin plugging into a bunch of amps and we had a bunch of our friends. And so every recital we'd play like a rock show and which was pretty ridiculous. But, you know, that was like part of the journey of like what I'm doing now. So it's, it's cool to just like try crazy stuff because, you know, it's, I guess it's fun. It's the only way you learn. (laughs) Yeah. Keep going. To uh, add to that, when I was living out in Tallahassee, one of the first shows that I went to, there was like this vintage movie store. They had like a little 15 seat theater that they'd show like B rated horror films in and stuff. And every once in a while they'd throw music shows in there. They'd Mm -hmm. pull the seats back and, um, put a show in there and there was this college band that it was a group of friends they just started playing together and they were just wanting to get out and start doing shows and they had experimented so much that they had this guy that was playing a saxophone into a pickup through an effects pedal yeah and it sounded crazy yeah nice. but like it like it worked you know yeah so like just ex- going out there and experimenting is always sound advice yeah definitely and don't be afraid to fail yeah exactly sure yeah my first violin pickup was a uh, it was this clip-on thing and it was supposed to be for a violin tuner so you clipped it onto the bridge but it had a quarter inch on it that you're supposed to plug into the tuner but we figured out that we could just plug that into a guitar amp instead and just make the violin way louder so. <laughs> there you go yeah and you bring in the violin to this uh, yeah so uh whenever we have like full strength enough people a drummer in this band i usually play the violin electric violin Mm -hmm. about half the time on Mm -hmm. half the songs um but just for today i'm playing guitar keep keep the change over pretty simple yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, it keeps it simple and allows us to play most of the songs so yeah and uh you'd mentioned that the album that you released back in june was a uh, diy album how is what was that experience like? Like just 
learning how to produce your own album and all that stuff. The closer you get to the end, the harder it is. You keep thinking you're close and you're just farther than you think. I think that it was definitely a learning curve and it was really good that we learned a lot um, and a lot of things we would have done differently. So it was really fun to have all the control that you wanted to put on yourself um, while recording and being able to work on it yourself and making sure that it sounds really good. Um, but yeah, the when you get to the final push, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the like in recording, like the first eighty five percent of it is like really fun. You're like, wow, I've just created this thing and it's like sounding really cool. And like the last fifteen percent, the last get it out. three percent, you're just like <laughs> pulling your hair out because you have to make mm-hmm. all these tough decisions and you know that that's the final decision. So, yeah. um, it's just the hard part. Yeah. Uh, where'd you learn to mix, or how did you? Yeah, uh, I, my brother Brian and our good friend Jordan, um, they got into uh, mixing and using Logic and Pro Tools. Um, they were two years ahead of me, so they got into it in some college classes and uh, late high school, and we played in bands and stuff. So they they always had it at the practice space, and they were recording demos and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is cool. So. I ended up taking a bunch of recording classes in college at uh, Diablo Valley College, and uh, we bought a bunch of microphones and recorded lots of terrible demos, and, you know, after you record, like, 50 terrible demos, they start to sound halfway decent, so. (laughs) Repetition. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get better, repetition. (laughs) Um, So, we're going to have you guys do another original here. Uh, What song are you going to play for us? All right. This song is called Enthusiastic Insanity. Is there a story behind it or you just want to... There's a story. (laughs) So it's a song about living with a pretty bad roommate. Pretty much. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't wait to hear it. Great.
Thank you. Thank you again for playing that. That was a really yeah. cool song. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so how does that, you mentioned that this is one of your heavier songs, but because you're playing a more stripped down version of the group, how does it, that version differ from what people will hear normally? So let's see. Um, it is, there is the drum set. That's a big difference. Um, it's a heavy drum song. And let's see, big, we've got keys and organ and big organ riffs and some distorted some, guitar riff in the middle. Some prog rock bass lines. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like it's like the one chance in our set that you could possibly headbang for like 10 seconds. Oh, nice. So, you know, take advantage of that opportunity whenever yeah. you can. Absolutely. It's a big drum <laughs> solo in the center yeah, there. Yeah, some cool uh, Tom. Yeah. Tom Phil's. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah, it's like, oh, we know how to play our instrument song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so earlier in the uh, podcast, you had mentioned that you came down here, you were doing like a South by Southwest tour. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you guys get out to go and do tours? Great question. Uh, we, at this point, I think we have a good run going out of town to play shows. Um, in the Bay Area, we tend to play Oakland and we try to play San Francisco. Um, and we often travel down to Santa Cruz and try to do little mini tours. For our album release, we went on a tour to release the album through Portland and Seattle. And see, now here we are since last June and we're coming to Texas. So it's pretty much once a year we do a big thing at this point. Yeah, a few of us are teachers. Tay's a teacher. Our keyboard player, Eric's a teacher. Our bassist is a, uh, works at a school. Yeah, he works at a school. So, so all of our all of our time take, lines take up usually. Time, time off. Uh, so whenever we have time off, we go for it. Well, that was going to be my next question. If you were all full-time musicians, but you all have... There you go. Subjects, and which explains mm-hmm. why you have the time right now because of the virus. The virus. <laughs> everything's kind of virus. at a at a screeching halt right now so that makes perfect sense um, oh yeah so what's how do you guys when you guys go on the once a year like tour type what, how do you guys pass time on the road hmm settlers of Catan listening to music <laughs> games um um going to different restaurants yeah. hanging out the, the last tour we did up to the Pacific Northwest, we went from Oakland up to um, Seattle and back and Portland. And we spent like f- like four days in Portland. We did t- two shows there. Um, so it was kind of like, it was almost half like a little vacation. We just hung, like stayed at our friend's house and um, some of our friends moved up to Portland. So we just hung out with them and... Um, so it's like a half vacation and a half tour type of thing. Mm-hmm. Podcasts. Yeah. yeah, podcasts. Or where it's at to pass time um, on road trips. Yeah, but if you play a show like every day, usually it's like you wake up later than you wanted to and then you have some food and then by that time you're like, all right, well, we got to load everything up and get to the gig. And then after the gig, it's like 2 a.m. So you got to unload, go back to the next place. So. Yep. It's not as much downtime as as you'd like, probably. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes fun, sense. Though. Yeah, you're busy. <laughs> uh, what's your guilty pleasure song that you're listening to right now? 
Ooh. Just so we're on an even playing field. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, mine is currently Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Oh, oh wow. That's, I that's like one that one, actually. Uh-oh. Yeah. There you go. I'll no, thanks. It. No? no? <laughs> Let's see. Which one was... It was just I... a good drinking song. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, um, let's see. Okay. I would say I recently went down a review of songs I grew up with with my sister last couple of days. Let's see. I yeah, think Apple guys... Bottom Jeans came up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Boots with the fur. Yeah. Boots with the fur. With the fur. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah it's great. Great song. Yeah, I mean, I'll listen to I'll listen to some Taylor Swift every once in a while, but she doesn't like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, that's usually how we segue into the uh, cover song. So, what uh, cover song are you guys going to play for us? All right, so we're going to do Benny and the Jets. We're going to try and play an Elton John song without piano. So for all you listeners out there, just pretend that this is a piano. change the weather we'll kill the fatted calf tonight so stick around you're gonna hear electric music solid walls of sound say candy and run have you seen them yet oh but they're so spaced out Benny and the Jets Maybe they are blinded, but Benny makes them ageless. Kick back tonight, let us take ourselves along. We'll fight our parents out in the street to find who's right and who's wrong. Say candy and Ronnie, have you seen them yet? Oh, but they're so spaced out. Benny and the Jets. Do 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 do
Awesome rendition of Elton John there. That was amazing. Why, thank you. Had a blast. I've never been able to participate in the song <laughs> as we play. That was pretty cool. It's a great one for that. We need all the help to, we can get. I hope I don't have to mute myself there because... No. No, it's going to be great. Nice. Um, perfect. So as we kind of come towards the end of the podcast here, it's been an absolute blast. So I appreciate you guys giving me the time to come down or having you guys come down and do this. It's been a blast. Um, what's the, are you guys working towards another album or are you kind of riding the one that you just, or that you released in June and then like, where are you guys headed right now with that? All right. Good question as well. So we are writing this album currently as we keep continuing to play shows, but all of our show income goes back into the music itself. So we are currently saving up some money and we plan to record in November, our next album of all the songs that are not on our album that we perform. So, so it's exciting. <laughs> and now is this going to be another DIY album or are you guys going to go into a studio? So we're going to try to go to a studio this time. Yeah. So it's a lot less uh, weight on our shoulders. Okay. Yeah. And will this be the first time either of you, or well, t- Taylor, you, have, will be the first time you've ever been into a studio or uh, like an uh. official I have been in official studios to do a single, but nothing like an album. Okay, cool. 
Um, and so how, what's the early vibe you're going for right now? What are you guys feeling for this new album? Is there um, anything you can leak or want to leak? Sure. I mean, I know for sure that we have a music video coming up that'll be on of one of the songs. Um, it's called Here It Is. Okay. And that's the going to be the title of our next album coming up. It's called Here It Is nice. by Tay and the Jangladas. Nice. Yeah, I think all the new songs, most of the new songs that we have are songs that we wrote after the band existed, kind of in its current format. The last album, we were like, recorded them, like, and we like barely even had played them before. And this time we're trying to uh, actually know what exactly what we're playing before we record, um, which will be nice. Uh, but Basically, it's, it's also, we um, know what we're doing. And all these songs we wrote ourselves with the whole band. So that's going yeah. to be a big change from uh, Yeah, I feel like the, the first album, Bloomin', was a lot of... It's more like a folk-based, you know, kind of more standard song structure. Most of the new songs we're coming up with are kind of branching out a little bit more uh, song structure-wise and instrumentation-wise. So I think it'll be a little departure and it'll be fun for everyone. Awesome. So it'll be more of more input from the collective right. for this round? Yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody always has a piece in the music that we make to put their own sound in our recordings and music. Uh, but this just as every song is written by, uh, the main base of us. So mm -hmm. the four of us, so that's exciting. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously with everything going on right now, you've had a lot of shows get canceled, but do you have anything that's further out right now that still has a chance to happen? Yeah. Uh, we have, Let's see. We've got one in June. Let's let's go that far. I have a couple, couple um in April planned. Uh, one will be hopefully our music video release for here. It is on four sixteen at the Uptown in Oakland, but there's likelihood that one might get moved. So most likely right now would be June 9th okay. at the Legionnaire in Oakland. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the music video, what have you you guys have filmed it already and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. What was that process kind of like? So we while we were on our tour last June, we were up in Seattle and we made a trip to Snoqualmie, Washington, which a lot of us are Twin Peaks fans. Um and that is where the original series was shot, the first season where David Lynch shot Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. So we went to different sites and locations and wrote a whole song based upon the location and the vibe of Twin Peaks and Beach House mixed together. So it's completely different than any other song we have. And um, it's very site specific, which the release will hopefully line up with the 30th year anniversary of Twin Peaks. So oh, that's awesome. exciting. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have you play one last original here. Uh, what song are you gonna play for us? The song's called Social Ammo. Let's shoot our words up 
nice and slow. Sit and watch it until you know it's swiftly seeping so so much to live and amplified for having us today we're so happy to be here um let's see as i said before all of our band income goes towards our future recording projects and music so if you feel inclined to support us you can find our merch at jangladaz.com all righty so i hope you guys really enjoyed that jam session interview slash showcase with the tay and the jangladaz um, it was a real blast getting them to come in, say hello, perform for us, and, uh, you know, just sit down and chat. Really cool cats, really enjoyed the time, and actually, they, uh, yesterday they surprised me while I was sitting here socially distancing myself and working from home, uh, they came to the door and left me a copy of their album, which was really cool. I wasn't expecting that, but this episode's probably gonna be a bit on the, uh, shorter side, because... Uh, the fan feedback artist that was selected last week, we weren't able to find a time that worked for everyone to sit down and do an interview. So unfortunately, we won't be having an interview with them. But since I did do the uh, live and amplified live castathon, we do have plenty of interviews in there that we can pull from. So I will be uh, pulling an interview that we did with, uh, Mel Quinn. Um, there's only one little issue is that it's only about two thirds of the interview. Um, for whatever reason, while I was recording a good portion of the first third of it isn't usable. So we are going to be kind of starting in the middle of the conversation, which is okay, um, but I hope you guys will still enjoy it, and here is that interview with uh, Mel Quinn. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, else? Absolutely. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, it did work, yeah. Um, but, so, obviously, you had to reschedule that. Were you planning on trying to play any shows, or just, like, going out 
promoting? Um, I was literally just going out. Um, hope I mean, I mean, I was maybe planning to to maybe for the for the for the future if mm -hmm. it, um for some shows like after that trip but obviously it's hard to uh book shows when they've like not heard you before mm -hmm. um and also it's like that dealing with like where am i going to hire a guitar from because i think it's a bit of a nuisance bringing your own guitar from england and then do they have a pa system am i gonna have to hire one of those so, and it's like yeah it's got sort of all that trouble so i thought maybe if i make try and make connections then i can go again and yeah. actually have a proper gig out there yeah as big as la is if you can find your little community and your little pocket of people that'll that'll support or help support you whenever you need la is really good for that like yeah it's la is an interesting city because it's it, it's a lot of people that aren't from LA that live in LA. So it's, but it's still very communal. So you have all these people that transplant and tr uh, move to LA, but they're not from there. And so they're just looking for somewhere to belong. And if you can find that group of people or whatever, you know, LA is a really cool place for that. Yeah, I guess it's people move to LA to make something of themselves from other parts of America. Mm -hmm. I would guess. Yeah, and that's ex that's exactly what happens. Um, you know, it, it's it's an interesting city, and it's definitely got the attention it deserves because, um, yeah, just because of the name it's made it for itself. But yeah. Um. So with everything that's going on, what other? How else has that affected your playing schedule, like locally? there in england um well so i do a lot so um obviously i can't get any gigs now solo okay so i do a lot of covers as well from you know six i like 60s to i used to do like elderly people's homes like old people's homes and stuff like that um yeah. can't do those obviously i'm trying to do a virtual i'm trying to do that virtually for them if there's a way uh -huh. um i I'm in a, a, a cover band where I play bass for. That's where I make most of my money because they've been doing it for ages. They're, they're two 40-year-old men who have been doing it for ages and I've joined a few years ago. So that was constantly money coming in every week. So yeah. every Friday, Saturday, which I don't have. Um, and then also my part-time job is a, a CAF, which is closed. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't know if I'm getting any money for that because I'm only part-time I don't know what the government is doing about any of this to be honest yeah um and obviously I'm in another band where I play bass for a punk band called Lady Rage and we've cancelled everything we've got like a big festival with um some like sort of semi-famous uh punk bands like UK subs I don't know if you heard when they sang teenage dreams so hard to be um they sang that song back in the day mm -hmm. um and that's in August, and that's probably one of our biggest gigs. Yeah. But again, we don't know how long this is going to last for. So, yeah. you know, we would like to be able to still play that, but yeah. we, we have no idea. Yeah. We're hearing, I don't know what you're hearing. I, I know President Trump seems quite confident it's going to be, you know, you, you'll go through it in like three weeks or something. Uh, it, it's, that's what he says, but I know at work, we're planning on being 
working remotely for the next few weeks and then we'll like we'll get back together in a few weeks and like reevaluate where everything is yeah originally it was oh next week we'll be back in the office and we had a staff meeting yesterday virtually um and so it was like oh well it's not going to be next week it's not going to be the week after it's not going to be the week after that but we'll get back we'll keep you updated and so like i think everybody's starting to realize that this isn't something that's going to go away in two weeks or three. yeah but no it's it's really hard because it's hard to think about the future right now if you know what i mean like it's hard to plan ahead because it's like I don't know when when is this going to be over. I'd, yeah. I'd like to think that we would, you know, the UK when the UK is dying down, you guys are dying down at the same time. Because yeah. like, I know like when we die down, because I, I really want to go to America as soon as I possibly can mm-hmm. after this. But are you guys still going to be in in high numbers because you're a huge country? So it's like, um, but I'm hoping, you know that's not the case and we both all die down together and then yeah of course we we have no idea you know what I mean I'm hearing things like it'll be over in three months it'll be over in six months it's gonna be taking a year to get over and it's like there's so many different sources and that's why I'm sort of staying I've stayed away from the media now yeah well I've tried to (laughs) yeah um but yeah, there's another guy from the UK that he is supposed to be coming over to the US and through Texas where I'm at in May. And we're supposed to get together and do like a jam session podcast and all that fun stuff. But I messaged him the other day and I was like, hey, man, you may have to reconsider or reschedule because right now it doesn't look like you're going to be able to come over here in May. Uh, right. What's his name? Uh, oh boy, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Uh, is his name Tim? No, it's not. Oh, okay, uh, so my, my friend, my musician friend Tim Brooks, has had a, a, a big tour in America, which he's just cancelled a lot in May. So I thought it might be him. It's like, oh, this one's about. Gotcha. But I think he was more like Phoenix and then going down to California, such as like Fresno and all that sort of places. Yeah, no, this. I just talked to him just recently. Hold on, I'll scroll through here while we're chatting, and I'll let you know when I find his name. Um, oh wait, I know, I know exactly where it is. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting times, and it'll take a little bit of time to get over everything. But I think once we finally do, it'll be every everybody will be for the better. And yeah, I think this is so so good for us. Like not 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 like it's not good for us i mean after this it would be so good because all those little things we we complain about and take for granted we will have a a better appreciation for i i would hope so and that's what i'm feeling like i'm I'm really hoping that people after this just they don't take you know going outside for granted and you know hopefully there'll be some positive mentally mental outcomes out of this you know what i mean obviously i don't want this to happen i don't want people to die but i do hope that people do come out of this you know stronger Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah um and but as far as your music goes the the single that you just released what was kind of the process when you were writing that because you said it's the first proper single that you've released 
What was the process um, in writing it, producing it, you know? Yeah, okay. So um, if you type in Selfish Personality on YouTube and you get the acoustic version I did two years ago, it's completely different to what it sounds like recorded. It's very poppy now. But um, I've always written like, self-deprecating songs, kind of a little bit funny on the comedic side, but, you know, taking the piss out of myself, sorry, taking the mickey out of myself. Um, and basically, like, I was trying, at the time, I was trying to do that. I was like, I keep writing songs that are, like, kind of funny and humorous. I was like, I need to write a serious song. And then I ended up writing that instead, which was, you know, another sort of, comedy comedy it's not like really funny but like that sort of it's kind of cheeky and comedy like and so um and then fast forward when I was recording it it was actually meant to be part of like a EP I was going to do four songs mm. and then I found out songs are getting more I feel like songs get more appreciated, especially if you're just a local artist and don't have much of a following. I feel like songs will get more heard if you just release them single at a time. So that's what I did basically. So I started off with that song going for the EP and I thought, I said to him, I was like, should we just, my producer, Ryan Phillips uh, from the Sloth Collective, I'm gonna say he's really, really talented and he's a really brilliant producer. He's a, a fire, man so he, so he doesn't get enough time to do it but when mm -hmm. he does he's really good um so yeah I thought I'd give him a men mention but um I was talking to him and I just thought should we just release this as a single and then release it as an EP later and then I just decided you know I'm just going to release them without putting the pressure on myself I'll just release them a single at a time so that's what I've done. So this is the first of uh, four singles that should be coming out in the next two years. So uh, so basically when one's done, it'll come out. And when the next one's done, it'll come out. It's going to be like that, really. So, yeah, that was sort of like the process. And I was like, I really wanted like a lot of poppy vibes. I, um, you know, I can't play the keyboard very well. So I sort of like relied on like him. So I actually ended up playing the keyboard because he was such a whiz at the um the production side of things he um managed to like move my notes and stuff like that so it looks like there's some brilliant keys playing in it and synth playing in it but it's really it was just me doing like a couple of notes and then like him fiddling it around so he's yeah. the real brains behind it but yeah <laughs> so it's brian phillips sloth collective give him a like on facebook nice. cheeky plug there <laughs> hey it's perfect that's exactly yeah. what we're here for um find <laughs> the dude's name andy robbins is the guy's name that's supposed to be coming out here andy Rob robbins i i've heard of him he's from okay. essex i think okay cool yeah yeah he messaged us a few months back and unfortunately it doesn't look like that whole trip's gonna happen but i'm gonna leave that for him to make the decision yeah so well it was it'll be up to the airlines really yeah. i doubt they'll be open yeah exactly because <laughs> it's like may i think is when yeah. he's supposed to be coming down so um but yeah what's the um what what's kind of your you you kind of touched on this in the previous question but what's your creative process in general when you sit down to write a song um it changes to song to song so sometimes i'll do the chords first and sometimes i'll write it and 
it's 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 a weird one um you know it's very hard to explain without you know actually doing it um but i i usually um i think of like i i, I like to go simple i think simplicity it speaks a lot and i'll have like a few chords and i think if they sound good and like then i'll do a little sort of like melody over it and then it progresses into like words and then yeah i think that's how like most especially on like on guitar and stuff like that but yeah it's a really weird one because it's always different sometimes i've written the whole song down mm -hmm. and then written chords to it but I think most of the time I always do, I always do chords first, um, melody, so hum melody, and then come up with words and hope they make sense, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Hope they rhyme. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then what was it about uh, this song specifically that you wanted to release as a single? Um, it actually wouldn't have been a choice to release this one as my first single. It was just, I was doing it one by one mm -hmm. uh, for the EP mm -hmm. because the song people really like of mine in the local area, it gets a lot of attention when I play it. It's a song I do called Tiny Little Den. Mm -hmm. And if I knew I was doing a single, it would have been that song because that seems to, everyone seems to, every time I play that song, it's like, when you release and that, it's, like, it's, you know, it's a really catchy song, but um so like it would have been that one uh, because i was at the time at the, my mindset at the time was like this is i'm getting each song done one by one for this ep and then when it was beginning to come together i was like i'm releasing this as a single now um mm. so that wasn't originally my plan to plan my, my plans eventually changed i had a lot of mental like thinking of how to promote and stuff like that and I, so yeah, that's how that one became the single, my first single to come out, basically yeah. by by trial and error, really. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then with you having a whole bunch of different musical projects, you said you you have your like your solo stuff, and then you have your cover band stuff, and then you also play in a punk band. Um, yeah. How do you kind of balance every? How do you kind of balance the schedule of everything? Um. So. I was thinking that, well, I thought, um, so with the, the cover band, Scallywags, um, I, you know, we, we can go, they can go as it's a bass player, guitar singer, and uh, so it's a free piece and a keyboardist. Um, often they can go out as just them two. So if I do ha end up having a solo gig, so I don't get many solo gigs because I've sort of lost cover gigs that they're, they're fun but i couldn't do it every week on my own yeah and and when i do it with the scally wires playing bass in the background it's, it's more easier money even if it's not as much as playing solo i feel like it, i can i can do it after work and i have to put so much energy into like entertaining the crowd because yeah. we've got the singer to do that for us yeah um and so that's how that's balanced. So I would just have to speak to him when I get off with a gig saying, is that okay for you to go to two piece? So yeah, so mainly every weekend I play as a scallywags, um, unless I have a solo gig. So I will take it because it's, you know, it's, it's good money to go on your own. Um, and with uh, Lady Rage, the punk band, um, we are only doing about, we do about 
so we, we, we don't perform all the time so mm-hmm. we sort of do a couple of gigs so I think we did a, roughly about six in the year well we've probably about four now because uh-huh. um had to delay everything but um yeah. so again that's a, an odd weekend out yeah. of the scallywags it's, it's not much you know what I mean yeah. so and I'm not doing many cover gigs at the moment anyway um because I'm focusing on recording so but yeah. yeah that's how I balance it out and I only work two days a week so gotcha. I've got that time and I live with my parents at the moment so I've got the time uh I can't do anything else I think this is my limit now free, free projects that's yeah. it like yeah I think I'll I do think, it otherwise I think had the uh um either and you're equally committed to each each project equally so that's awesome um and it's interesting that that the punk band is kind of like a more of a jam band situation like you guys play together every once in a while but i'm sure you guys just get together and practice more often than anything oh yeah we we do like to practice maybe once a month um we also focus a lot on online um stuff so we we do youtube videos and uh-huh. we get together we, it's, we, we we have a lot of fun together because we, we're all girls and sort of punky but a bit nerdy at the mm-hmm. same time so we play in punk bands but we're all a bit nerdy and stuff like that so we 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 just get together and we do like youtube videos and just fun stuff like that um and that's what we've been doing recently like if you go onto our youtube channel we've done just done some vlogs and stuff which have been really fun and we're just thinking of uh, different ways to promote online especially at the moment we're thinking about going live and doing like a video where we can all like facetime and do sort of s- something funny online just mm-hmm. but yeah we it's, it's nice i've only just joined it um in january really so mm. it was going to be like a new year project but um yeah 2020 doesn't seem to like anyone at the moment it seems to yeah. be no one's year <laughs> yeah i mean i'll be interested to see how everything turns out and you know how, what the end go, end result is on everything yeah but me too um so as far as like moving forward as everything kind of starts to settle down hopefully here in the next few weeks month you know whatever the timeline is what's the plan moving forward i know you want to really try and reschedule your trip to la and the u.s um yeah like, what, so- what's the plan moving forward so i'd like so i i reckon i reckon it would be next march uh but if i can do soon i'd like to go end of this year mm-hmm. like october november time if we can all get it cleared get this out of the way yeah i will come in november and and it all depends what the airline says. I don't know if I'm getting my money back or that I'm able to rebook. But if if they say I can rebook and it's all cleared, then I'll come at the end of this year, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I have no problem with that. Um, as I said, soon sooner the better. Um, so yeah, that's what the, the America trip. I'd like to go end of this year if yeah. I can. And um, as far as uh, when this is over, so. Yeah, I've got a lot of plans, so I'm going to continue 
my next I'll start my next single and I'm also for this re recent single uh got a really funny idea for a music video which involves just green screens and mm -hmm. stock 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 images and stock green footage and it's going to be I've got quite a funny like idea story in my head which I think it's going to be quite humorous and quite a fun video to make so I'm really looking forward to doing that and um, that's the same guy that's block collected because they've got a green screen as well so we're going to film a music video and yeah i'm really really looking forward to doing that, that that's one of the, the first things i'll be doing as soon as this is over nice. and uh what are you kind of doing to pass the time right now um i'm learning keys i'm playing video games i've gone live on my channel a few times um i've got a youtube channel mm -hmm. um at the moment, I'm doing uh, lots of. Uh, at the moment, I'm filming a video called uh, "No Flour Baking" because mm -hmm. flour is something I can't get hold of in the supermarkets at the moment. So I thought, let's do a few recipes with no flour and see how they turn out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. YouTuber. I've yeah. only got like 400 subscribers, but I'm hoping to build it up. But I love doing YouTube videos. I love editing videos. Um, so that's something, another side project and doing that as well. So if you just type in Mel Quinn, <clears throat> you get a lot of vlogs and fun stuff as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do, while I have the time, I'm trying to do as many YouTube videos as I can. I'm just trying to think of some ideas and stuff yeah. like that. But my next YouTube video is coming out probably next week at some point. So okay. yeah, I've got one more recipe to bake, but yeah. Nice. I just love editing. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a cool side project. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing about these times because everybody is sitting at home with very little to do, so they're all going to YouTube. Uh, and yeah. so the YouTubers are doing really well right now. Uh, yeah, I can imagine it's that element, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we don't have a huge following. Like, at one point, we stopped really pushing our YouTube and started focusing on Facebook. Um, but even our YouTube channel within the last like week or so has grown pretty. You must have at least a thousand subscribers if you're able to go live on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. We just yeah. hit a thought. We just hit a thousand subscribers. Yeah. Like within the last couple of weeks. So that's. <laughs> yeah. I'm on 400. So I was yeah. like, I've just hit 400. Um, I'm really, I want to get to a thousand by, by next year. I hope mm -hmm. this time next year, I hope on that thousand. Nice. And how long have you been doing the uh, YouTube channel thing? Um, I've only, I used to do it and then go off it and then start doing it and go off it. So through that times I built up about 350 subscribers from mm -hmm. doing YouTube videos and stopping, doing YouTube videos and stopping. Yeah. So I never really kept doing it. Yeah. But um, I seem to have been quite serious at it now. I seem to have really knuckle down and started doing, it's because I, when I was growing up, every time I did a YouTube, video um, you look back at it and it's like oh that's cringy no thanks um but now i know a bit i'm a bit older and i know what i'm doing a bit more and mm -hmm. i know you know and i don't care what people think of me because when i was younger it's like at school wasn't a cool kid and so like if i release a youtube video i'll be terrified of like people seeing it from school so i'd like put it down and stuff like that so um yeah so so now i'm well i don't care what people think of me anymore like mm -hmm. uh, no one's like gonna bully me i'm an adult yeah. 
and um i'm i'm older and i know what to say in front of a camera it's not cringy so i understood um one thing you may want to look into that i've seen a little bit of success on our end um how big is reddit in the uk is that a big platform that people use yeah i'd say so i've heard about it a few times um it's called the little it's called the edgy teens yeah it's, okay. it's more for teenagers gotcha. than it is for people pushing 25 um yeah. definitely between you know pre-teens and teens and early adulthood i'd say you know, they're probably using it quite a bit Gotcha. Because uh, I know I've posted some stuff and we've gotten pretty decent responses from it regardless. Because I think in the US it's more, um, more like it's a, m a wider range of audiences that use it. Um, yeah. And it's like special interest stuff. So like if, for instance, like your baking videos, I'm sure there's a baking subreddit that, you know, people oh, i'll definitely look into that yeah if look I into u.s fans that's good enough for me to be honest if, if they're from the u.s i don't care where they're from like you know yeah. i know i'll send you the uh um i'll send you some of the stuff that we sent over there and gotten pretty decent responses from um mainly it's just like our cover song like the cover song videos that we'll release and what have you just because yeah. the searchability of that is a lot easier than the original so the whole idea is we get them we get them with the cover songs and then uh we get them to stick around with the originals like i get what you mean so yeah so that's the whole. stuff like that yeah so you just make her account like normal but then like like instead of posting on facebook post a link on reddit instead and just sort of use tags and stuff like that yeah to, yeah yeah exactly and then i mean we still post it on facebook and what have you but um and like Facebook, it's, we're getting kind of, I don't want to say saturated in the various music groups. Like originally when we first started getting involved in like the UK music group or the London music group or the, you know, just all the various music scene, music group pages on Facebook, it was exciting and everybody was interested. And now it's like, oh, he's there they're in the group they're ingratiated and it's not we don't get like that instant yeah pop so i think the thing is with facebook so people you kind of know mainly mm -hmm. it's not sort of new audience yeah that's and, why I'm that's why i'd love to try and build up my youtube audience because it's like it, you know it'd be people from more around the world i think with facebook right i get a lot of uh, interactions on my facebook page more than ever now but mm -hmm. I still find they're still kind of near the local area around Hertfordshire region. So I'd like to branch out. And I think YouTube is that more of the platform for that. Yeah. And the searchability on YouTube is a lot easier than Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially if you know what people are searching to get those types of videos, like for music or for like even your personal YouTube side project the vlogs and the baking and all that stuff like if you know the key terms that people are searching that's you know yeah is that sorry my xbox turned off carry on downloading sorry no, <laughs> you're good um but as we kind of start wrapping up because we're kind of nearing the end of 
Oh, things. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it flew by. It was, you know, I always tell people I'm always a little worried how things are going to go, especially with musicians that I haven't really had a chance to talk to that much or have never had an interaction with before. And the first interaction is live on Zoom in front of a bunch of people. It's always interesting. Um, yeah. Whatever happens, it's like, <laughs> yeah. we caught <laughs> however you respond, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you don't know. I could be someone who gets offended by everything, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, like, <laughs> it's live. <laughs> yep. And, but, you know, it's – luckily, we haven't had that issue, and so it's been good. But um, – and this has been a really fun conversation. We, we talked a little music, talked a little bit about current politics, because I know you were – asking as to which way everything was going to go and so you know, well yeah it, it's it's you know you, you can't it's um what's going on in the world right now no matter what you're doing it's it's unavoidable really isn't it it's you know it's the whole, whole world and it's like it's going to come up in conversation yeah but it's interesting to see what yeah. it's like from your end of the spectrum as well absolutely yeah um but where can people find you on social media? Where can they support your music? What, you know, what? go ahead and plug your uh, new single. Okay, so my name's really easy. It's just Mel Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N. Uh, you search that anywhere, you'll find me. You'll find me on Facebook, Mel Quinn. you find me on YouTube, Mel Quinn. Just search Mel Quinn. I'm there. I've, I made my name... I changed my name to Mel, Mel Quinn from Melanie Quinn, so it'd be easily searchable. Uh, Selfish Personality is the single. Again, on all pl platforms, uh, Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, I still call it iTunes, it's Apple Music. Um, if you go to melquinn.hearnow.com, you can find it on all of the platforms. So if you don't use Apple Music or Spotify, you can, you know, find your platform because it's it's on everywhere. I'm not sure how many platforms it's on, but it is on everywhere. You can buy it from anywhere. It's selfish personality. Please <clears throat> tell me what you think because on my Facebook page, when I this is all over, I'm holding a competition. I'll be buying a prize and I'll be sending it to the winner who can share, maybe give me a little review. So when this is all over, I'm going to buy a prize and buy some runner-up prizes. So, yeah, feel free to, you know, let me know what you think. And, yeah, that's it, really. Mel Quinn. Mel Quinn on everything. Awesome. Uh, once again, uh, thank you for giving me the time. I'm really glad we got to make this work. Um, yeah, I appreciate and, and that. I'd love to come to Texas one day. So that is definitely that. on the agenda. Love to have you. you can definitely get you set up somewhere. There's a whole bunch of places, um, especially where I'm at. I'm about three hours from every major city in Texas. So like uh, Austin, hours. Texas is where I've really been looking for going. I hope to go there in the next three years. Yeah. Cause Austin's a cool, cool spot. Um, I haven't been there. I was hoping to go during South by Southwest just to see what that's really about. Well, because I've never been to South by Southwest before, but when they canceled that, it's like, oh, I guess I yeah. don't want to go anymore, you know? Well, if you can recommend me anywhere near you, Texas, has got plenty of open mics I can play. Like, 
I'm there. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be flying awesome. <laughs> when we can fly. <laughs> yep. Awesome. But um, thank you again for your time. And thank you, everybody, thank you. for tuning in. We've got another great act coming up, and we will be back with you here in a minute. Stick around. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, man. Yep, no <laughs> problem. Uh, go ahead and uh, when you jump off, go ahead and shoot me a message. And uh, when all this releases, like, because I'll be dividing it all. Yeah. Uh, dividing it all up, and uh, we'll be good to go. Okay, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you having me and giving me a platform from where you are. Like, that's really cool. So, I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. Uh, what do you want me to? What you want to leave in the message? Sorry. Well, oh, uh, just um, just shoot me a message um when you jump. There's not um, just no. Wait, I have your email. Never mind. I'll email you like when I release this on Spotify and all that stuff because I'll take it as a podcast by itself and release it. All right, and I'll, I'll share it everywhere once you do. Okay, perfect. Uh, awesome. Right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Take yep, care. Not a problem. But Enjoy the rest of your day. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview with uh, Mel Quinn. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting dilemma that we're in because everything that's going on makes everything we do a little bit harder, but, you know... The fact that we have technology and that we're able to still kind of communicate with musicians and still able to produce some form of the content that we produce remotely has got me really excited. So we're going to continue doing it that way for now. Um, I hope it wasn't too awkward with the uh, start right in the middle of the conversation. But, you know, it is what it is. I wanted to get that in there. And unfortunately... That had to happen. So as we kind of wrap up the end of this podcast, um, our cover song of the week is going to be one that actually we recorded on Saturday. Uh, the performance is uh, by a very super talented musician. She's based out of Colorado right now. Uh, Lydia Sprouts. She has a band by the name of Pioneer Mother. But she performed on the live castathon this weekend doing uh, her solo stuff. And this weekend she did a Tom Waits cover. I hope you guys really enjoy the cover. And uh, I will see you here after a little bit.
And I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, I know it was a little choppy and a little digitized, but, you know, we're making do with what we got at this point. So hopefully you guys can forgive it and really just enjoyed the music. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Um, we're going to be back at it again next week with a kind of a refresh format of the podcast. It's all going to be done 100% remotely. And I believe next week is going to be Bernie Van Teel. Uh, she was on the live castathon this weekend, and we did an awesome interview with her. She did an awesome performance segment, and we're going to just kind of run with that. And then we'll have an awesome interview with a personal friend of mine, uh, G-Boy Most Requested. We did a nice little conversation with him and we will have that in place of our fan feedback artist of the week we're going to kind of figure refigure that whole segment out because for whatever reason the last few just haven't gone the way i wanted to and maybe it's just myself not explaining it clearly enough or i don't know kind of what's going on with that segment so i just really want to like take a couple of weeks and just kind of fill it with an interview segment that we already have and from there we'll just kind of move forward and see what we can do with it but thank you again so much y'all I really really appreciate it 
it's been a rough go the last few weeks, you know, everybody kind of working remotely, not being able to get to see my team and just kind of dealing with all that, dealing with the isolation and having to cancel trips and just kind of, you know, having to deal with all that. So we are making do with what we have. I'm playing around with an idea about just doing a private hangout thing with musicians and just kind of chatting and getting an opportunity to kind of, you know, have musicians meet with each other, mingle with each other, and, you know, just kind of chat and kind of congregate. So as more of that information becomes available, I will let y'all know. Uh, Other than that, this weekend we are doing two more live streams. Saturday we are doing a songwriter showcase, and then Sunday is going to be a little bit more of a traditional bluegrass type theme show because we have an affinity for bluegrass and we really want to make sure we don't forget about that so the only thing i can really ask of y'all this week is please go check us out on facebook go check us out on youtube we are growing leaps and bounds and i really 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 appreciate that and i hope y'all will go check us out live and amplified we are on facebook twitter youtube linkedin uh, Instagram, you know, all the fun, usual places. So come check us out. We're awesome. We love what we do. And we just want to talk to musicians and we want to help them promote their upcoming music and, you know, all that fun stuff. So let's, uh, let's keep this going. We are episode eight. Next week's going to be episode nine and then 10. And then we're going to just keep moving My goal for this year was to release 26 of these episodes. We are well on our way, um, and hopefully we can continue to do that, considering we have the pandemic of death going on right now that's kind of keeping us all inside. But, you know, right now that's the right thing to do. We need to all be safe and just kind of keep washing our hands, you know, social distancing, all that fun stuff. And let's just make sure everybody's taken care of. We're all doing what we can. So I'm going to stop rambling on to try and make this podcast a more normal length. But hopefully y'all enjoy it. Please keep checking us out. And I will see you all next week. Next week, remember, we got Bernie Van Teel and my homeboy, G-Boy Most Requested. So it's going to be an awesome show. And if you have a cover song you want us to check out and feature on next week or upcoming podcast... Please let us know and uh, get a hold of us and we will see you all later. Peace out.